Hey y'all, it's Kiara, and thanks for tuning in to the 50th episode of For Realness Sake. Wow, can you even believe it? It's been 50 whole episodes. And with each one, I have embraced the stories of women across the world who are creating space for themselves and our community. This week's episode is nothing less. I have the attorney and entrepreneur, Lauren R. Jackson, here with us. Lauren is a legacy-focused attorney who is dedicated to the elevation of Black-owned businesses, Black women and girls, and all things Black excellence. She is the founder of Imani Inc. and the L. Renee Group, which are outlets that focus on individuals, helping them to live out their purpose. During this episode, Lauren and I discuss what it means to have a seat at the table, a phrase I've been hearing a lot this year. I really enjoyed this conversation, and I am so excited for you to hear it too. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and follow me on Instagram at 4.realness.sake. Here's the 50 more episodes, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, Lauren. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing okay. It's super cold in Florida right now. So, yeah. Same (laughs) in DC. (laughs) (laughs) It's that time the temperature has completely dropped. (laughs) Right. I'm not used to it here. I'm used to it being, you know, a cool 75, 80. And girl, it was 35 this morning in Tampa, and I don't know how to act. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here we are. Here we are. Right. And I think that speaks volumes to how this year has been going, where everything that we would least expect, we're getting. And so I guess I just have to embrace this coolness like we do everything else this year. Exactly. It's all about, you know what, we're just going to roll with the, the ties at this point because um, we don't yes. know what's going to come. Exactly. How have you been maintaining during this ongoing pandemic? Honestly, it has been um, an interesting situation. Um, it's been one of those mm. things where I just have to take it day by day. I think in the beginning, it was still new to everybody. Um, myself included, where I was excited about, you know, working from home and like being in my own space. Then after a while, (laughs) I was like, oh, I actually need a break from this. (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, like I've had, you know, unfortunately, my family did, you know, become victims of having people pass away from COVID and all that stuff so literally at this point it's like I just am grateful for the day and I just tackle the Mm. day head on yeah I think that's where we all are or at least where we're trying to be I'm so sorry to hear about your loss it's not it's not an easy thing to go through at all yeah not at all well, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to us? I'm sorry I didn't do this first. <laughs> it's, okay. Go- it's okay. It's <laughs> okay. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the folks. Sure. So my name is Lauren Jackson. Um, I am now based in D.C., but born and raised in New York. Um, 
by practice, by trade, I am an attorney. Um, currently, hey. I work, <laughs> currently, I work as the assistant director of career services at Howard Law School, um, but also have my own consulting company. And I founded my own nonprofit organization, Amani. Um, yes. yes, that's what I got going on over here. <laughs> okay, Boss, now you're just not gonna skirt by those things as if it's just you know everyday news. Like, girl, that is super lit. <laughs> I, and we love to see it. Thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Wow, I have a question now. So, being a black female lawyer, woman lawyer, mm-hmm. what is that like? Um, okay, where do, <laughs> where do we even begin, right? Um, you want to know? Woo! Right. Um, you want to know something? I actually love being an attorney. Um, I think that it has presented its share of challenges, just like any profession does. But the one thing I will say is I've learned a lot about my resilience in the short mm. amount of time that I have been an attorney. Um, when I I went to Howard for law school. So my job right now is like coming back home. But prior Mm -hmm. to doing this, I worked at a law firm and I clerked for a judge. And I think we never realized, like when you come out into the real world, that when they say this is a very white male dominated field, they're not Mm -hmm. lying. (laughs) Like I never forget when I was clerking, um, I clerked for a black judge in Jersey, but people would just like one, either not think she was a judge, which was wild to me. Wow. (laughs) Um, Or two, like I've gotten confused as a secretary on so many times to the point that people couldn't understand that I, I graduated law school. And so it was just kind of like, yep, I did. I the secretary is actually this wonderful white Italian lady. Um, so you may want to see her. Um, right. And so, but I've had to deal with those microaggressions like all the time. Um, even yes. when I went to the law firm, like in my practice group, I was the only black woman. Girl. Mind you, my firm was in 13 states. I can count on maybe two hands the amount of attorneys of color. And that includes black, Asian, Hispanic, at the firm that that was crazy it wasn't it and it's like this is in like 20 when did I go to I got to the firm in like 2018 so this is now and the fact that like while I was there they promoted their first black woman partner I'm like this firm has been around for how long and we still have first but that's the reality in 2018 right wow but that was that's the reality of being sometimes a black woman lawyer where and I think we'll get into this a bit, but like you either are going to create your own spaces or you're going mm-hmm. to go in and disrupt the spaces that technically are not really even built for you. Um, and that is that is what it means to be <laughs> black and a woman in the legal world. <laughs> Man, I think that's why representation is so important. Anytime I meet a black woman that is doing something that's, you know, quote, not the norm, in our society, I'm always like, oh, I got to talk to her mm-hmm. because we need people like you to be on the front end showing us and most really showing the younger generation that it is possible. Yeah. So absolutely. girl, you keep like 
breaking them walls down, girl, and tearing up them spaces, okay? Thank you, girl. Thank you. <laughs> I think that you're a real gem for our culture. Like I said, you're a lawyer. You have a nonprofit agency and a consulting agency. So why don't you go ahead and tell us about your thriving businesses and your platform? Sure. Um, so I'll start with the nonprofit because I've had that one a little bit longer and that's my baby. Um, Mm -hmm. so with the nonprofit, I started that in 2012 and, um, it's called Imani, which stands for instilling my ability to naturally embrace excellence. Um, and what I'll, (laughs) and so what (laughs) I'll focus on, and it's, it's funny, it's a play on, um, I named it after one of my younger cousins. Um, her middle name is Imani. So it's kind of like a play on her name. Um, and what it stands for, for me is just essentially a safe space for black and brown girls to just be, to just Mm. be their full selves, to be embraced as their full selves, to um, be encouraged, to be supported, uplifted. Um, And while yes, we can't meet physically now, even in a virtual capacity, we are still capable of empowering and impacting these girls' lives. Mm. Um, And so it's, it's been a journey. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's been a journey over the past <laughs> eight years, but I'm I'm so grateful for the girls that we meet and for just to watch their growth. Like the first set of girls that came through the organization, they're all in college and it's so wild <laughs> to me. Wow. Like, <laughs> but, you know, that's, awesome. that's, that's Imani. Um, and then with the consulting business, I actually started it now a year ago. It's been a year. Um, and I thought, so a funny thing about it is when I was trying to leave my job, I was building that to be the thing that was going to help me transition out of it. Um, and I still do it, but it gives me an opportunity to primarily support um, Black women business owners, Black women business owners, um, entrepreneurs, or people that are just trying to figure out what their next move is, right? It doesn't even necessarily have to be in business, um, but if they just need some type of coaching to understand, okay, well, what is my purpose? Um, I enjoy Mm. helping Black women find their voices. Like, that is like my heart and soul because we have it and our voices are so necessary um and so for me that's how the two are just generally connected because I get to serve the younger population through Amani and then the older population through this consulting that kind of helps them then also build their legacy wow helping black women find their voices I love that. That's it. That that that's the podcast, y'all. <laughs> I love that. That is everything. I think that in a time like now where people are becoming more vocal about what they believe in and how they feel, um it is important to be able to have a safe space to do that. And so by you really mm-hmm. empowering these women because that's exactly what you're doing, empowering these women and young girls to get out there and be vocal, be loud, be boisterous, be confident, you know, and what and have the courage to say or do whatever they feel they should do. That's amazing. What's the cutoff for uh Imani again? I might need to, <laughs> might need to set up. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is so like typically Imani goes from like 11 to 17. But we did like a summer virtual series and one of the girls' moms like emails me like, so do you plan on doing this for grown women? And I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> she was like, yeah, I feel like I need this too. And I was just like, 
maybe God just has not put that on the plate yet. So, <laughs> but when we do, I'll let you know. <laughs> Please go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and sign up for your email list because I'm going to need the grown Imani class. Okay. <laughs> I'll keep you posted. <laughs> Well, as you know, this this month's theme, closing out this year, is all about our why. I think that it's important to talk to Black women who are working in their passion. So we see you, sis, and it is so amazing, everything that you're doing. But I also think that it's important for us to discuss your journey, because mm. oftentimes that gets left out of the conversation. So your why, as we know, is a reason why (laughs) you do the things that you Uh do. It's your passion, it's your purpose, it's your mission in life. Uh So do you mind sharing with us what your why is? Sure. Um, So my why, and it's funny, this has been one of the big things for me that I always kind of like hold on to when I'm trying to figure out, you know, when the days get rough and I'm like, I don't want to do this Mm -hmm. anymore. Like, what is my why? And the reality is, it's a few things, but the main thing is somebody did it for me, right? Mm. So to me, I have this unwritten obligation to provide with whatever I have to give, um, to provide the same amount of support, um, to create a space if I'm capable, um, and to just be a cheerleader because people were those things for me. And I don't take it for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up as an only child specifically, right? Like my parents were always in corporate America. So they always kind of kept me busy. Um, but mm-hmm. in them keeping me busy, I was able to connect with mentors and connect with just other, just just watching these powerful women kind of just go through life being resilient, being regal, just being all these things. And I'm like, wow, if I can be that one day, if I can, you know, tell somebody like, I see you, that you're not invisible. Mm. Or if I can tell someone like the world needs whatever it is you have to give, like, because it was done for me, it was an obligation for me to do it for others. And that's literally my main why. And like to do it selflessly and not respect anything in return, because I know Mm. that if I can help you and we both get to shine in this space together, then that just sets somebody else off and it sets somebody else off. Right. And so you have all these lights in this world who are operating in their purpose. And that's all that matters to me. Yeah, I think what you said is amazing. And the thing that sticks out to me the most is when you said, because it was done for me. That right there alone is, uh, <laughs> yes. No, yeah, seriously, <laughs> yes. yeah. Like that, that is, um, I, I think if more people had that mindset, I know that I, at least for me, I see a lot of times on Instagram where, um, people say, you know, be the person who you needed when you were growing up, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, when you get there, reach back and pull somebody else up. Mm-hmm. But just that, just that simple thought, that mindset of because it was done for me, I want to do it for someone else. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't know y'all for me, that is everything because that speaks to sisterhood, which is what Absolutely. I'm all about and what I represent. 
And I just think that it's so important for us to have that mindset because we cannot always do it by ourselves. And once we get there, we don't want to be there by ourselves. Exactly. So, exactly. Yes, sis. You, yes. <laughs> and it's funny too, like even what you just made, the whole point of we can't do it by ourselves. That's a hard, That was a hard lesson for me to learn. Mm, and I'm not going to lie. Like, so like I knew that I needed people, right? But like mm-hmm. I'll never forget, you know, so after my nonprofit took off, you know, I had a team and things transpired. And it was a, it was the first lesson where it's like, all your friends can't be part of your business. Mm, that's, that. a, that's probably like a whole nother <laughs> podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> but like what it created for me for a very long time was me trying to do it all by myself. Right. Mm-hmm. And like me trying to be the social media manager, the program planner, the business that like the treasure, like all of it. And I realized like you are not going to be able to impact the people that you want to impact in the way you were called to impact them. If you keep operating in this place of self because you're afraid somebody's going to come in here and hurt this thing. And like mm-hmm. I remember guy literally had to sit down and be like, listen. That was to teach you a lesson, but I did not give you this vision to go in this world and do this alone. There are people divinely assigned to you that if you pay attention and let them come into your space, you can reach even more than what you're doing right now. And when I, when I sat there and realized that and realized how that operates, that kind of spills into other aspects of my life. Right. Because when you mm-hmm. get checked in one area, you didn't have to read about every other area. And yeah. I was like, oh, I can't do this by myself. And I don't need to do this by myself because there are literally people just in the wings like I was just waiting for you to ask. Wow. And so, yes, that was that just made me think about all of that. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's perfect. Black women, right? We do, we, we're kind of taught to be independent and to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and get it going and don't look back. But no, we have people and we, we can rely on those, those people to help us, you know, when it's necessary. I think that's a lesson I had to learn too as an adult is where since you can kind of let go of the reins a little bit, you don't have to just have immediate control over every little thing. Yeah. And for me, That is a lesson that um, I am continuously learning, (laughs) but I'm open. (laughs) Yes, I'm opening up to the fact that I'm not a one woman show and that's okay. And I also don't have all the answers and that that too is okay. Mm -hmm. So thank you for sharing that. Sure, sure. So another reoccurring theme I've been seeing on social media is this whole comparison talk. Mm. I know you've heard it, you know, comparison is a thief of joy and don't Mm -hmm. compare yourself, use it as your motivation and things like that. And that's also something that I've had to personally remind myself not to do, compare myself, Mm -hmm. Um, especially when I get like overwhelmed with things that I'm trying to do that may not come as easy. Or if I don't have like that immediate gratification of something that I've done, um, that is like playing in the back of my head. So is that something that you've had to deal with at all? Uh, Girl, (laughs) yes, right. Um, okay okay so this is a safe space (laughs) yeah this is a safe space right and so um, it's funny because so I'm 
I recently joined this app, Clubhouse. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yes. Okay. I got invited to join. Yeah. So it has been. <laughs> so at first I was like, I don't need another app in my life. Right. But my mentor was like, right. you got to get on there. And so this morning I was funny enough. I was listening to one of these panels. So if you don't, if whoever's listening doesn't know what it is, I like to just classify it as like a live podcast because it's people mm-hmm talking and giving you know it could be business advice it could be talking about real housewives it's just these conversations happening in real time and there was something said earlier and she was talking about like confidence essentially because the person asked about imposter syndrome which I always Mm -hmm. tie directly to comparison and she was just like confidence and being sure about who you are is a choice that you have to make on a daily basis and I never thought about it that way because she was like you can be confident all this you know you're confident you know you have it you know you have this gift you know you have the capability to do just what the next person is doing but every day you have a choice as to whether you want to act on it or whether you want to sit in this comparison stage so what are you going to choose and I was like oh drag me sis right gather me today <laughs> like just take my address here you go right but um I say all that to say like yes comparison is a thief of joy is one of my favorite quotes but if I'm honest it's a quote that sometimes I even struggle with and I remember one time mm-hmm. having to do like a full like social media clean out in a sense especially like on Instagram because that's where I spend most of my time and like there yeah. was just accounts that like while they were doing positive things, I just had to unfollow for a while because it triggered something in me. It triggered this feeling of not being enough or not doing Mm. what I'm supposed to do or not being in the place that I'm supposed to be in. And if I'm honest, this is an ongoing feeling. So it doesn't stop to me, right? It's something that I, again, have to choose daily. Like you cannot compare you're stage three to somebody stage 44, right? Mm. You can't compare you working with maybe a team of three to somebody that probably has a team of 300. The results are going to be different. That doesn't mean that the results are not equally as impactful. And that's the thing that I had to learn. And so I, I always tell people, if, like, particularly when it comes to social media, because that's where you see it the most. If there are accounts that you are following that are triggering these ideas of comparison, you just need to unfollow. I don't care mm-hmm. how amazing the person are, <clears throat> but if it's anything that's going to mess up how you view yourself and where you are in your journey, you just need to take a pause real quick. And that's okay. Yes. <laughs> and that is Okay. I appreciate you saying that the first time I ever heard of that, of unfollowing people that maybe, you know, sizzle a little bit too much in your spirit. Um, I was listening to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast, and she posed that question saying, do you think that it's okay to unfollow people um, that, you know, you may be a little bit envious of, or, you know, or may just, you struggle with them, no matter how positive they are, even Beyonce, you know, Mm -hmm. just irks your spirit in a way. And there was mixed reviews and I was even mixed reviewed about it, but I think I was because in my mind, me saying, oh, I have to unfollow this person means that there's something wrong with me. Like I'm a Mm -hmm. hater or like, you know, I can't be happy for someone else or, or my, you know, it speaks on a lack of confidence for myself. 
But more recently, I think I've come around to the idea that it's really not about that person at all. It's not. And it's, tr- it's truly about me. Like if I want to be in my best space and being able to produce the content that I know that I need to produce and that I'm capable of producing, I, d- I need to have my blinders on. I don't mm-hmm. need to be trying to compare or compete with someone else that may be in my same land or maybe doing something totally different, but it mm-hmm. just looks like they're winning you know, I don't need to be, I guess, swayed um, by what they're doing. And I need to stay, you know, on my own task, minding my own business in a sense. And so I appreciate you saying that because there are a lot of women out there who may feel how I felt where it was Mm -hmm. like, I ain't no hater. You know, I could look at her and still do my own thing, but Mm -hmm. no, it's it's, it's deeper than that. Exactly. And like, Think about it. Beyonce does not follow anybody on Instagram. Nobody, right? girl. Nobody, right? <laughs> and I mean, she probably got her own reasons for it, right? But I don't, and I'm, I'm the person, like, I don't view it as me being a hater. Even if I don't follow mm. you, that doesn't mean that I celebrate your accomplishments any less. It's right. just a matter of, like, me just protecting my energy. Like, mm-hmm. you're, and, and, and it's like you said, it has nothing to do with the other person. It has everything to do with me in a sense um and just because I don't follow doesn't mean I may not venture over to your page and give you a like and give you a clap and give you a celebration like it has nothing to do with that I just don't want to invoke that spirit of comparison because you have been assigned that assignment and if Mm. I feel any way about my assignment because of yours it's not gonna work right like yeah we're different we are on two different assignments and so yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I adopt a Beyonce follow mentality. You don't need to follow anybody <laughs> if you're being honest. <laughs> yes, zero followers. Or I'm following zero people, okay, in my mind. <laughs> now, speaking of Beyonce, her sister Solange is in a lane of her own, right? Mm-hmm. And one of her fate, one of like her best albums in my opinion was her album a seat at the table Mm. and although we're not really talking about music that phrase has been something that has been shared amongst the entire black community where when we see someone that is you know sort of opening up that door for other people you know we're saying oh they're giving them a seat at the table Mm -hmm. or they're making room or you know no more crabs in a barrel mentality Mm -hmm. now I love that concept but sometimes I have mixed feelings because I don't always believe I need to have a seat at every table that's presented to me. Sometimes yeah. I may need to create my own table. Sometimes I might need to pull up a chair. And some other times I may just need to go ahead and just walk away from the whole thing. Right. So how do you feel about that whole phrase of seat at the table? Let's start there. Okay. <laughs> Um, so I understand it and I respect it. And I think there was a time where it was necessary. Um, and I also understand that we are also moving to a space where it's not just have your, get your seat at the table, right? I think one of my Cheryl, Shirley Chisholm said, if they don't have room, you bring a folding chair, right? But I think we are now in a space where, if they don't have room, if there's no folding chairs available, it's not okay for me to go make my own table. Mm. And that takes nothing yeah. away from the one that already exists. And if we're being That's real about point. it, 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if we're being real about it, when I create my own table, we would be better together if we then share a cost. And that's how we progress as a community, right? Or and that's how we progress as a society. Because sometimes I also think that when people get these seats at the tables, they're so Mm -hmm. worried about securing their spot that they forget to the people behind them. And that's the wrong (laughs) mentality to have also. So that's how I start to look at it. How do you feel about that? Now, once you get to this space, what do you think the protocol is to sort of letting these other people in or or do you let them in or what do you do? Yeah, I mean, and, and I think this is an individual thing, right? I think for me, mm-hmm. if there are certain spaces that I've gotten, you know, the, the opportunity to come into or being invited to, and this is the other thing, <laughs> you also got to be mindful that every <laughs> every invitation does not have to be accepted. That's, mm. that's the other piece to it. But let's say I do decide to accept an invitation and join that table. For me, I am always looking for, okay, once I've gotten here, who can I not bring with me? Because the chances are you're going to be the only one there, right? Facts. And some people yeah. love to be the only one because it, it gives a little bit of power, but that's not how I operate. I Mm-mm. operate like, I've been given this opportunity, one, to show others that it can be done, and two, to provide them the opportunity to do it too. So yes, my responsibility is to figure out how I now bring other people behind me. But also keep in mind, everybody (laughs) else can't, sometimes there are people that just can't come. Yeah. Like, that's also the hard reality. So you got to figure, it's like so many things that you have to figure out. Like, I understand cracking the doors for some people, but some people just want you to crack the doors like wide open so they don't got to do no Say work that. at all. And that's yeah. not somebody that you necessarily want at the table because <laughs> if they ain't going to do no work to get there, they ain't going to do no work when they sit in there. So like, okay. it's, it's, it's like, it's a running piece where it's, it's tricky sometimes. It's tricky for us mm. because yeah, like you're not, you also not gonna put your name on every recommendation. Oh, sis. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, it's, it's twofold. And especially being Black women, like, I feel like we Girl. do this so hard. <laughs> and you Be- I think that's, bl- yeah, you don't wanna look like a hater. I think it is twofold, especially for a Black woman, because it's like, you have to innocent like that that's your role once you get there like you have to help a sister out but like you said for me I think that if I you know if I'm in a space where I do have that ability to help someone I'm I'm not looking for you know cousin Sally just because that's my home girl you know what I'm saying like who has already been putting in the work, not as a gatekeeper, because that's not my role. That's not who I who I would like to be. But just as like, okay, who can assist me the most? Who can help, you know, get this money the best? You know, mm-hmm. like who can help us move forward in a sense together? So I do like that. And it is a struggle to try to like balance that. because if you don't do it for one or if it's something just like well why ain't you know why didn't do it for me or what's Mm -hmm. no it is (laughs) it's a a, a struggle and I sometimes see it you know though it's not vocalized you can pick up on when somebody's like Mm -hmm. why are you not bringing me with you 
And it's like, it's not intentional, but we've already had a conversation about what you need to do Mm. before I can endorse you, so to speak. (laughs) And I don't mean that to say, and I don't, I don't mean that to sound harsh, right? But like the minute you put your name on something or someone, whatever they do now becomes a reflection of you. Yeah. And it's hard because you want to bring, let's just say like you want to bring all your people with you. Like who doesn't? who doesn't want their ride or dies with you but we also got to be honest sometimes your ride or dies just need to be riding outside and cheering you on from the outlines <laughs> and that's okay too because everybody got a position to play <laughs> 100 agree with that <laughs> now one thing that i love to do with all my guests i'm having such a good time with you by the way but one thing yeah one thing i like to do um is ask you what are some affirmations that you like to recite when you're feeling maybe that comparison spirit creeping up on you or just not having a little bit of self-doubt what are some things that you say to yourself some positive self self talk that you can share with us um so in terms of affirmations so my okay this is gonna sound very preachy and i don't mean it to be but no girl we love the church (laughs) (laughs) but like so for me my faith is very very like it's a very integral part about who I am so a lot of my affirmations are scripture based right so literally Mm -hmm. everybody all my friends know that if you're gonna need a word from me my word is always gonna be Jeremiah 29 11 like that is my you better shut it up okay (laughs) because that is literally my everything okay okay god I see you god I see you okay (laughs) continue my good sis like that is my goal like I have a jar somewhere in this house and like I had it made right and and that's Uh my jar that I sometimes just put when good things happen because Mm -hmm. if I ever have a hard day I need to go back and pull it and I intentionally put it in that jar because that jar is also a reminder of like God already knows what he has for you these rough patches are sometimes a part of it but he already knows he and then the other one is like, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, right? Woo! Like I've already like, I've already, Jesus. I've already done these things, and so like it's those two, and then Esther four fourteen, and it sounds crazy, but like when he said when like they told her like perhaps you would call for such a time as this, I take no position that I'm in like no matter how stressful that position is right like even at the law firm miserable developed anxiety physically like imposter Mm. syndrome like crazy just feeling bad about myself but what kept me through was like just that voice like you will call for a reason here like there's a there's a time there's something Mm. I need you to get for this thing so like when I'm going through I know that no placement of me in whatever position I am is an, is an accident. There's always a lesson to be learned. So what is the time and reason that I've been called to this space? So those literally are the three that just keep me going. (laughs) Girl, I'm about to pause and do a praise break because that is literally me. Like when I tell you Jeremiah 29 11 is my everything. Mm -hmm. That is my verse. Happy, sad, or indifferent. I have it on a piggy bank. I have mm-hmm. it everywhere. I would get a tattoo, you know, but I ain't really into tattoos like that. <laughs> but yes, that, that is, that's that the, one the one for me. 
that's the one that's the one so yeah those those would be like my affirmations I love that I mean what better what what more can you actually share but that Mm -hmm. I know the thoughts girl I'm not gonna preach to you today I mean you already know (laughs) you already know thank you that was confirmation for me so I really do appreciate you sharing that I'm not a problem I'm happy it was yes now where can we find you on social media I know that everyone listening is like okay where's Lauren we love her so give us your socials and your website Okay, so the website, I'll start there because that's the easiest one for me to remember, Um, is (laughs) (laughs) it's literally my name. So it's www.laurenrjackson.com. So that is my personal. It has like my LinkedIn. It has all that stuff. You can learn more about me there and any upcoming events. On Instagram, all right, let me remember this because I'll be changing my Instagram name. Uh, Is Uh I'm just joking. So it is (laughs) <laughs> Miss Lauren underscore Renee. I'll spell it. So M-S-L-A-U-R-E-N underscore R-E-N-E-E. And if you want to follow Amani on Instagram, it's I-M-A-N-E-E-O-R-G on Instagram. Um, so that's yes. me. I'm going to go ahead and link those to this note description so that they can easily click and find you. But I had such a great time with you, Lauren. Thank you so much for being here. Girl, thank you for sharing a part of yourself. And honestly, like what you're doing is so important. And I'm here for the representation for all the Black girls that may be listening. And for me, you inspire (laughs) me as well. So thank thank you you so much and don't stop, keep going. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And you keep doing what you are doing and having these conversations because they are necessary. Yes. Thank you, sis. All right, y'all. Bye.